Are you frustrated because your team doesn't produce quality results fast enough? Stressed out and tired of putting out fires from your team's drama and dysfunction? Welcome to the Drama Free Living Show. This is the show dedicated to helping you and your teams accomplish more with less stress and zero drama. Now, here's your host, Dennis McEntee. Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. I'm Dennis McEntee with my friend Stephen Rao, and I am so excited about this concept that we're going to talk about today. It's, it's really the gap idea, and we call it reality check. Stephen, what's the, what's the thing you love most about reality check? The fact that I get to see you traveling sometimes and go, hey, Dennis, you need a reality check. That's my favorite. And, and you know what I love about our relationship is you're the person that gives me the most reality check in my life at times. Other than my wife, I get a reality check, check from Stephen a bunch of times. So let's kind of, I know people are probably thinking, what are you guys talking about? It could be anything, right? So here's what we're going to talk about today. All drama. All drama. Stephen, how much of drama? All drama. All drama, and that means all means all. In the Latin, all means all. <laughs> all drama lives in the gap between expectation and reality. Isn't it so true that I have these expectations that are out here, and, and it's almost like the ideal. And we can do that with people. We can do that with situations. We can do that with circumstances. We have this ideal, and it kind of produces this gap in our head. It's this expectation. But then there's this gap between how it really is. And however big that gap happens to be is where all drama lives. And what we teach leaders is let's work to shorten that gap. Now, this is very important. Let's make sure we don't think, okay, what well, you're saying, just lower all your expectations. And that's absolutely what we're not saying. But what we're saying is, is let's keep the expectation out there, sort of like that ideal, but then move reality closer to the ideal. So we shorten that gap. It's sort of like this idea of potential. You know, Stephen, you and I have both seen with many clients is that a lot of leaders, they live taking this drug that we call potential. In fact, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you just went and shot yourself up in the back room with this drug called potential. Because, Stephen, isn't it true many times when we come in to work with clients, they have sort of these certain employees that they go, oh, Dennis, this person has potential. Haven't we seen that many times? Exactly. And, and it's sort of this drug that kind of blinds you to the reality. And here's the truth. Potential has never done anything. It's never produced results. In fact, we tell people all the time, if you're 18 years old and somebody says, wow, you have a lot of potential, it's fantastic news. But if you're 80 years old today and somebody comes and says, man, you got a lot of potential, it's not so good. Not so good. And so the truth is, is that there is this potential that that really kind of puts people, puts blinders on people. And we tell people all the time is that all progress begins with telling the truth. And many times we have just got to tell the truth about the reality and then go, what do we need to do to get better? How can we improve this situation? How can we improve reality? How can we improve how it really is? What can we do to get a little bit better? 
instead of just asking the, the fatal question of like, why, why, why is it not to the ideal? Why don't, why don't they do this? And so, Stephen, it's amazing. We do this with situations, but you know, we also do this with people. In fact, I can be honest with you. I can do this with my kids. I put this ideal out there, this expectation on my kids. And then I end up frustrated because there's a certain reality. And I've seen this with some of my younger kids, and my kids are almost all adult children now, but I do have a couple of teenagers at home. And sometimes I think my 16-year-old is as mature as my 25-year-old. And the reality is, is that at times it's not true. Hmm. And so I end up putting people in the gap. And I get into drama of the situation. I get into the drama of the people. So I think it's really important as leaders to watch for the fatal drug of potential, which blinds you, and watch for the fatal drug of the ideal. Because what's interesting about people's minds, Stephen, I don't know if you've ever realized this, especially with high achievers. And here's the reality. The more of an achiever you are, the more you're going to deal with this issue. The, the, the more that you're a goal setter, the more driven you are, the more you're going to need a reality check. Because here's what happens, Stephen, is that you're inside your mind, there is no distance between where you are now and time. Because here's what leaders always think. They think, well, we should already be there. You know, if you're running a $10 million organization, you're thinking, well, why are we not 20? We should already be there. In your mind, there is no gap between time. We know some leaders that, you know, they, they have the perception that the fact that I thought it means, Stephen, you should have already done it yesterday. It's a problem. <laughs> exactly. Yep. It, it, and so, so we end up with this expectation reality gap, and we want to continue to shorten it. Now, we don't want to lower ideals or lower expectations or, say, do shoddy work or do bad work, but we want to work to bring the reality and realize the shorter the gap, the better the result. The shorter the gap, the faster outcomes that we can create. So it's called reality check. And so the two enemies to that is going to be the ideal that you have in your mind and potential. And so, Stephen, let's let's give them let's give them some ways to kind of combat that. Does that sound good? Absolutely, that would be great. So. So one with people is that we want to take you through the C3 people evaluator because I think the best way to know people is three ways. You can either marry them. It's a good way. My wife really knows me. We've been married 27 years. She really knows me. Or you can give birth to them. I mean, I really know my kids. Or you can hire them. And isn't that true, Stephen? It's like, oh, once I hire you and work with you for six months, I go, ah, that's who you really are. And so we want to step back and ask C3. There are three questions that start with, with C. Is The first question is, is the job clear to them? Have we made it clear? Are the expectations written down very clear? As leaders, that's part of our job. And the second thing is, do they actually have the capacity to learn and grow and develop? And then the third one is, are they courageous enough to do it? Because, Stephen, if you're not courageous enough to step into it and want it, there's nothing I can do with that. I can't make you courageous. You've got to step into it. You've got to want it. You have to have the drive and the zeal and the passion. So it's the three C's. And we've seen, we have seen using the three C's really helps us stay 
out of the gap and really helps us have a reality check on people. And probably with people is where the biggest issue of reality check needs to come. Because I understand it. When you're emotionally connected to the outcome, your focus is always fuzzy. Your clarity is always a little cloudy. And it happens with leaders. They get this cloudy clarity. Focus becomes fuzzy about people. You believe in potential. So just step back and ask C3. So, Stephen, let's give them let's give them an assignment. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay, so here's what we want to do. Is we want you to do C3 all of your team members. Everybody that you're working with, C3 them. Ask yourself, do they have the clarity? Is it clear? Do they have the capacity? And are they courageous enough to do it? Now, if you answer no to any of those questions, then the question is, is what do you want to do about that problem you have? Can't we just drive that responsibility back down to the personal scene of the podcast? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> because we don't want you to get into drama. We don't want you to blame the victim. We don't want you to blame. There's always something you can do. So what would you like to do about that problem you have? Now, don't take the bait if you're in middle management, because here's what we hear a lot of people say, well, I didn't hire them. Have we heard that before, Stephen? Sure. I didn't hire them. I was stuck with them when I took on this new position. Absolutely. Right. And then you just become the blamer. You're the victim. Oh, poor you. You didn't hire them. There's nothing you can do. And that's, that's a lie. Because once you go to that place, you have just entered into the gap. There's this expectation, but there's a reality. Mm-hmm. You have to continue to move the reality forward by asking yourself, okay, well, what else could I do? What else could I do? What else could I do? And by asking what else could I do, you're moving reality forward towards the expectation and shortening that gap. So we want to encourage you today to do the C3 to help shorten the gap, take a reality check with people, and, and continue to make a difference. So, Stephen, when, when we talk about reality check for you, what are some of the big takeaways? What's profound for me because of what I've just recently gone through as a foster parent, fostering a teenage young lady from South Africa, we had all of these dreams and ideals and potential and what it was going to be like, and we were going to adopt her, and she was going to become a part of the permanent family and and all of that magic. And so we had that ideal and that big dream in our mind. And what's so profound for me is for those people that are listening that are thinking about this as a parent, as an example, I think about this young lady that we fostered, and I think to myself, was the job clear? In other words, was the role clear in her mind when she came over from South Africa of what it would mean to be a daughter and what that would mean to be a part of a family to have to live by the house rules of the Rowells and so on. And sure enough, that became a major issue that we had to head off rather quickly. And then second, I think about capacity. And sure enough, part of the blessing of her being able to come to America was to help her from a medical perspective. And sure enough, we discovered learning challenges and intellectual and cognitive challenges that had to do with being born with malnutrition and other health issues that are common in the continent of Africa. And so capacity became huge. And I remember my wife and I sitting going, wait a second, are we trying to pour five gallons of water into a three-gallon bucket? 
and my wife looked at me and I said, think about it. Are we trying to pour a big American education experience into this innocent child's life who is a teenager, but the capacity, and then what I would also add, the desire and the wanting may not be in match with the ideal. So I lived, we lived very clearly and it was painful at times, but it was also filled with joy and lots of stretch and learning was the fluid. What I would say is the fluid dynamic nature of in parenting, you're constantly bouncing, at least I've experienced with our own child, our own birth child, who's now 13. You're constantly moving from, is the job clear? What I want them to do, is that clear in the mind of the child? Do they understand? Do they have the capacity to understand it and to do it? Or am I the one that's insane to think as a father or foster parents that they could do that? And then the third one that hits me is what really became the crux of our challenge in helping our foster daughter was when you start asking courageousness. Yes, she had the courage, but no, she didn't. And sure enough, when I really look at what happened with her returning back to South Africa, it was this almost like a stained glass window. It was this rather complex combination of was it clear? Did she have the capacity and did she have the courage? And where the pain for me was as a father was I couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix it. And what I had to do when I helped her return home to South Africa was I had to turn that over in my faith journey. I had to just turn that over and I had to realize that it wasn't about me fixing it. It was about me being a part of the chapter of her life. And so that's how profound this is. People, what I love about this story is, and I've seen with you and your wife as you went through this journey, is you didn't go codependent. And mm-hmm. you guys were so gracious and loving, but you didn't try to solve the problem for her. And I just love that about, and, and I think it's a great testament to, to your leadership that I've seen. And I just want to encourage all of our leaders, managers, you know, this works with our team members. It, it also works, you know, in our homes. It works with our families. It works with our kids. And the key distinction that I would just encourage everybody to make today is, Make sure you help people own their own issues, own their own problems. Don't go codependent. Use a C3. Continue to like have a reality check. Continue to move reality forward. But at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. And the key part is that courageous part. And it's almost, Stephen, we've seen it. It's like you have to want what you want. You know, people say they want it, but it's like, do you really want it? And I've learned, you know, wanting what I want. You know, I can tell you, it's like, oh, I really want to lose weight or I really want to get in shape. But really, Stephen? Because I'm not getting up tomorrow morning to go to the gym. So I tell you I want it, but my actions show you. So learning to, to want what I want and to grow that want, kind of grow that courageousness. So it's clarity, capacity, and courageousness. And using the C3 people evaluator will help you move people up another level of reality and kind of close that gap. So we want to encourage you, do the C3 with with a team member. You could do it with a 
with a child today, but do it on a person and then have a conversation around the C3 and move reality forward. Don't play the victim. Don't blame. Don't complain. The reality, the, the ideal is out there and let's just move reality. Just take a reality check. I want to thank you for listening to the drama free living podcast. We're honored to have you here with us. And so we'll see you next time. Awesome. So a bonus thing that we're going to still keep recording. This is a bonus for this one that we can edit later. Dennis, you had me thinking, I'm sorry, start over. Dennis, with all this work and people talking about and the media covering this whole issue of Carol DeWick's growth mindset work and the difference in the generations and talking about entitlement of today's kids and all of those different issues and growth mindset being around not just focusing on the product or the result or the scoreboard, but also the process for kids. What comes to mind that I've seen so much coverage on is this idyllic notion that a school teacher parents will say to a kid, little Johnny, you can do anything you dream of. You can do anything you want to do. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how that simple, you know, that old notion, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. There's so much love and so much encouragement in, hey, kid, you know what? You can do anything you want to do. And I think it's a part of our culture. But to use your language, it's really almost a lie. Well, and it's almost a little bit, I think, an American phenomenon, Mm -hmm. a little bit when you look at our history and we kind of have the John Wayne, the rugged individualist that we're going to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we're just going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, Stephen, is that I think the missing component sometimes is to understand our unique talent and gift mix that God has put inside of us. And many times when we talk about this, I tell people that what you are in the womb is a gift from God. God puts talents, abilities, certain things. You know, you know, Stephen, I can work really hard and be a mediocre accountant, but I am never going to be an amazing accountant. You know this. You see me trying to like put together invoices, right? It takes me hours. Sure, sure. So I'm going to be mediocre at it. At best, I can work super hard. But on a scale of 1 to 10, I probably have the talent, too, in finance. So I can work really hard and be a 5, but I'll never be a 10, Stephen. So why not take these things that I'm an 8 or 9, and let's focus on those, and then watch this. Then I can find other people that are gifted at other areas, and I create a team. I create teamwork. So going back to the original thing I said is that what you are in the womb is God's gift to you. It's your talents, your abilities. It's these different things that God has put inside of you. And then what you are in the tomb is your gift back to God. And everybody gets this amazing gift of time. You know, and some people, they have 100 years of time. Other people have 50 years. Some people have five years of time. But everybody gets a gift of time. And it's what we do at that time that ends up being our gift back to God. 
I think one of the richest places in the world in the world is is the graveyard. I mean, think how many books went to the grave without ever being written? How many songs went to the grave without ever being sung? Mm-hmm. That there were talents and abilities. And I think sometimes this idea that you can do everything is is really a falsehood, and it, it sends us down a path of chasing things that were not uniquely suited and uniquely gifted to do. And then unknowingly, that loving parent or uncle or friend or teacher is enabling or opening the door for another American phenomenon, which is continual feelings of inadequacy when you don't meet the expectations, which were actually your own created expectations. And the obvious simple one is the obsession around physical looks and the notion of I'm not the right size and I don't look the right way and all of that. Those are the easy ones. But there's much more um, deep issues and things like that that I think we all wrestle with that are these little voices in our head that come out of what you were talking about, this idea of potential, and then there's the ideal versus your reality. And so it's finding the reality piece, I think, is the real gift leaders can give people, is let me help you with your reality. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about that is two of the questions that have really been powerful for people. One, Dr. Phil made famous, which was, so Dennis, let me ask you, how's that working for you? And everybody chuckles because it became so famous from TV, right? You know, Dr. Phil, hey, how's that working for you? It's a great question. But it's a great but it's a great question, right? And then the one that I have shared and it's changed my life was that a mentor taught me years ago was Stephen, let me ask you a question. If you could change any one thing immediately with no limit on resources, in other words, don't worry about how you're gonna do it. If you could change any one thing immediately, what would you change? And then the other one that you have transformed entire organizations with, as well as leaders and, and team members, is what do I need to stop doing, start doing, and continue doing in order to get to that new result or a better result? So what I wanted to explore a little bit with you was when you're thinking about the questions, which is part of your mastery, of helping facilitate people to deal with their reality check. So, hey, let me ask you a question. How's that working for you? Or, hey, Tom, let me ask you, if you could change any one thing about where you are right now, what would you change? Um, Tom, what do you need to stop doing, start doing, continue doing to to have a better marriage or to show up at work on time? What are some of those that come to mind for you that I'm not thinking of right at this moment, what are the things that you think are facilitative questions to help people really get in that mental state of, okay, let's have a reality check? Stephen, I, I love this conversation because, you know, these questions really direct. It, it's almost like, Stephen, if I can get a deep enough question, I'm going to think at a higher level. And so just as you were kind of sharing those, one that kind of hit me real quick is, Step back, and we teach people to ask in their organization to ask this question, but just ask it personally. If I could just change blank, that would make all the difference. Or even in your team, if I could just change, you know, in my team, in my organization, if, I, if we could just do this, that would make all the difference. And then 
whatever that answer is, that's part of that's the strategy. Because here's what happens, Stephen, is that I think we all we have these ideals, right? We have this starting point, and then we have these ideals. And then what we come up against is we come against all of these obstacles of why we're not hitting these ideals. And what I love about that way of thinking is that those obstacles are really the raw material to get your dreams. Because if I can just overcome the obstacles, the dream happened. The goal happens. I have a starting point in my mind to have this goal, and then I want to list out all of the obstacles. So, for example, you know, I, I want to make this much money. Well, what are all of the obstacles? And then list out what are all of the obstacles. So what's standing in my way? And then all I focus on is how do I overcome that? How do I overcome that? How do I overcome that? And it's the power of having a Goliath in your life. You know, one of my favorite Bible stories is David and Goliath. Everybody on the podcast probably knows it. It's been taught in Sunday school. But I started to think, where would David be without Goliath? He'd still be singing to sheep. He would have never been the king. But he needed an obstacle to overcome. And through that obstacle, he became the king. And that transforms my thinking about obstacles. Because I know everybody, probably on the podcast, you know, you're driven. I mean, Stephen, they're listening to a podcast, right? I mean, mean, they're trying to grow. They're trying to develop. And so you're a driven person if you're listening to the podcast. And so you have this ideal, this picture, but you have these roadblocks. You have a reality, and then all these roadblocks standing in your way. And so I just love to list out the roadblocks and just get them all out on paper, and then just focus on knocking them out. It's like, okay, so what can I do to overcome that? How can we solve this? And staying proactive with our questions instead of asking why. And I love what you've taught with people, even though blank, I can still blank. So even though I don't have a college degree, I can still get the professional experience and exposure I need to be able to do that work without a college degree. Even though I wasn't born in a family that owned a company, I can still learn how to start my own business. Even though I don't have any money to start my own company, I can still find the money. And it opens up the possibilities. And what I love about these questions that we went through is they really expand our thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and if you ask the right questions, Stephen, it really, Stephen, it really takes the limit off of your thinking. One of my favorite proverbs is, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so I know if I can just change my thinking, everything else changes. And we really are a product of our thinking. What was that Bible verse again? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thanks for listening today. Hopefully you'll take action on One Power Strategy immediately. Our passion is to help people just like you. We believe you can create a high-trust, high-performance team that produces better results faster. And you can do it without working harder in less time. For more fast action techniques and strategies, go now to www.dramafreeresults.com.